I'm VJ Hyde, and you're listening to Live from the Avant Garden, the greatest garden party podcast recorded straight out of a community garden plot in the DMV. I've been taking care of this small garden allotment for a little while and love the idea of sharing it with others. So I built a small makeshift stage, and now I record a podcast in the middle of a park. Weather permitting, I invite all sorts of folks out to the Avant Garden to hang out, talk about life, living, and also play some live music in the great outdoors. On today's episode of Live from the Avant Garden, I'm hanging out with the Flip Phones, a duo from Arlington, Virginia who've been recording and performing in the area for a while, but have been burning up stages across the mid-Atlantic this summer. I was lucky enough to share a stage and even a porch with them, and had to invite them out to the garden to get the growing season started right. We get a chance to learn about how this duo met, some of their influences, and their composing process. And they tell us a daring tale of being the victors in a battle against invasive bamboo in their home garden. So pull up a seat, don't soil yourself, because we're about to be live from the Avon Garden. How you guys? Good. I'm recording a little bit. I record the beginning where I meet you guys. But, oh, nice. <laughs> how good are you? It. It's good to see you. Always a pleasure. I know. Welcome. Hi. Yeah, how are you? Go ahead. Get yourself together. So this is not our first time here. No, huh? We, Lindsay had a match over huh? there for uh, tennis. Really? Uh, during the cicada summer. Yes. Just a recent brood. Yeah, the 2021. Yeah, yes. And I just remember sitting there watching and the cicadas are just, you know, crashing into people all over the court. I love it. It was so cool, the sound. Oh my God, yeah. I wish it could be every summer. Oh, I know, me too. Really it's like really intense at times. Mm. Like you really get into the vibe. The funniest thing about that summer was walking just or driving anywhere. And then all of a sudden you just, it'd be a normal, nothing's happening. And then somebody would be like, you know, and start going crazy, exactly, and, you know, exactly. and they're like, because yeah, the cicada got him. Right, right. It yeah. was so funny. The woman I played tennis with that day was like deathly afraid of the cicadas. Oh, how many people And are. she was like, like she would like stop playing a point and like scream. Oh my gosh. Drop a racket. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, can we just like win the point first? Then you can. And they, yeah. yeah. Then you can lose yeah, your mind. Yeah, you can do whatever you're gonna do. I love yeah. it. Can I stash that in your trunk? Yeah. These are these these little tennis courts are nice to have yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's nice and kind of like hidden away. It is, yeah. And then the basketball courts are there too. And yeah. I, I used to have like I've been moving my mm-hmm. garden plot because I was up at the gar at the basketball area. And now I'm down at the tennis area. Oh, okay. okay. Bigger plot or something? Um, just better location, just in terms of. I used to. I had to get like recycle like. 300 plus feet of hose just to get water because the clear oh, closest wow. source of water was so far away. Oh wow, that's yeah. this one is you'll see it's right here. Nice, yeah, all a bunch of different things, so it's a yeah. better, yeah. I remember that with the Virginia Ave. Yeah, we've, we've been in two different community gardens before uh-huh. one in DC, and then we were in Arlington, so we were in, did the Arlington one. And yeah, the one in DC was really well run, but definitely like. The hose is far away, and it, it yeah. that's like the, the you have those premium, little yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys want to head down? Let me show you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Should we bring? Our yeah, we're we'll bringing on down. Mm-hmm. We can just yeah. yeah. I've got it all set up. It should Ooh. hopefully be ready to go. All right. The um, it's always fun to talk about the cicadas because that's I actually yeah. I moved to DC in 2000 or this area in 2004. Uh huh. 
And that was the, the Cicada Summer, and yep. then 2021 was the next one. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of moving down here and. It's totally right. Yep, I remember that. Cicadas for the first time. Yeah, I moved here in 05. Okay. And and was visiting back and forth during that time. So totally. Yeah. Where'd you move from? Um, it, well, that's from Chicago at that time. Okay. Prior to that, New Orleans. Prior to that, New York City. Wow. Prior to that, Myrtle Beach is where I was born. New Orleans. Yeah. Myrtle Beach, wow. Wow, I don't think I've ever met anybody who originated in Myrtle Beach. Well, yeah, and I'm glad I didn't continue, I guess, in some ways. But, uh, yeah, I moved to Queens when I was 10. Okay. So I, it's where I lost the, the drawl and everything else. And this is Raj. Hey, how's Ryan it going? And Lindsay. Ryan, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice trellis. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh huh. Raj knows how to do it. So this is my spot. Right. Nice. This is a huge plot. It's a nice plot, it's right? Is this wow. cool? This is, a, is it, I mean, this is a lot of work for you. Yeah. Getting there. Uh, um, it was. So we went. So DC, we had 10 by 10, and we thought that was big. Uh-huh. In Virginia, in Arlington, we went 12 by 15, and uh-huh. it, was, it was so much work. Yeah. This is twice the size of that easy. This is about, I think 25 by 30? Something something like that. Yeah, I'm not good at numbers. Maybe it's, maybe it's not 25 so like, I want to say it's like more like 20 across and... Maybe 14 across, 15 yeah, across. Yeah, probably like 15 by 30 15 or by something. Some 25, 50, something like that. It's a little it's deceptive, I also. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So it, up in the other spot, I couldn't have a compost bin. I had one when I first got it, a pile. Yeah. It was already built in. The previous gardener oh, had done it. Okay. And then, so then I couldn't get, we had a rat problem. So we had to get oh, rid no. of all of our compost things. Okay. So I had those two tumblers. Okay. But then I moved down here and I'm like, hey, all right, yeah, compost yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fresher I just threw in there. Um, so this is, and then here's the little stage. Oh yeah, this is amazing. This is literally like, this was my my plot. When I saw you guys at the Songbird, I was like, I need them on the podcast. Yeah. I need them out here. Um, yeah, like, I just got this, we got this thing just after the previous plot just after mm-hmm. kind of as things were opening up again we had been on the wait list forever made a stupid decision just before the shutdown and we're like no it's okay we'll hold off we'll wait it'll, it'll come back around any minute now and then it's like no everyone's gardening now you know what yeah. I mean? Um, no one knew yeah I know right and so like we were on the wait list for a long time we finally got the other plot and I was just like, man, all I want to ever do is like hang out here, make music, and hang out with people. And mm-hmm. and I was like, let me do a podcast, right? <laughs> like everyone loves you know yeah, these yeah. days. But it's like they're like everyone knows somebody that does a podcast, but I don't really know anybody that does a podcast. So <laughs> our, our next door neighbor actually just started a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Now are you guys in DC now, or are you? Oh, in we're Virginia? in Arlington. Okay, you're we're still Virginia, okay. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, so we um, actually it's funny. Uh, I lived in Capitol Hill near the Virginia Avenue Community Garden for a really long time. Yeah, I was on the wait list for forever. As I was moving out of DC into Arlington, we got the spot. Yeah. So and we, we were moving in together in Arlington, um, and so we were like, well, that's kind of far to connect commute for it, but you know we have to start from zero in Arlington. Yeah. Let's take it. We recruited a couple friends that lived in that area to uh-huh. share it, with, split it with us. But unfortunately, they moved to uh, 
out west, what, Seattle, Seattle or something. Yeah. So we, we did it for like a year or two where we kind of like worked together. So we would go a couple times a week. It's hard to go into the city like more than that for it. Right, 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 right. right. And then we got on the, the Arlington list and got one, you know, a couple years later. And uh-huh. It was over. a long wait though. So yeah. it's good that we had. That's the that thing, yeah. you realize. And then I've also talked to other people that are like, oh my God, there's like, I was on the wait list and then they were like, I know that it was empty and then there was not, you know, and all this stuff. And then you find out there's like, yeah, there's so much politics that goes right. into it. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Where did you, so where are you guys from originally? I'm from Southwest Virginia, from Roanoke. Okay, cool. Yeah, grew up there and then, uh, Went to school in Charlottesville at UVA uh-huh. and came back to Roanoke and lived for a couple years before right I moved to the D.C. area. What brought you out yeah. to D.C. then? Oh, I mean, a job like everybody. Yeah. And I thought, like, oh, it'll be cool to live in D.C. for a couple years. And then now here we are, like, almost 20 years later. Yeah. But I guess that's what happened. So you're Virginia native all <laughs> yeah, the way Virginia. through. Yeah, Virginia. Yeah, always lived in Virginia. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm, uh, I'm from Philadelphia originally. Uh-huh. Suburbs outside. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, grew up there. Went to college there you know 20 minutes from where i grew up and then moved here after college just to do something different yeah um you know i had a lot of friends that were down here where'd you go to college in in st joseph's university it's it's just right outside of it's like straddles the city and the suburbs half the campus is in the city and half's outside yeah um and then yeah then i moved down here and you know just different opportunity you know needed to um what's what am i looking for here Just, just get out of Stop living with my parents, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Get away from home and like uh-huh. grow up, you Hi, know. Mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fly the roost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, you know, after school for the first year, I kind of lived at home and saved money and work, but maybe I was uh, not like, you know, growing yeah, as right. much as I could have. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, let Good me. Word. Let me. Sleep. Yeah. Well, we're we're already garden, yeah, right? garden. Yeah, I, I planted some seeds at home, but I needed to. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I needed you to had take to propagate, you know, yeah, somewhere yeah. else. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, let's go ahead and do this because we're just getting kind of organically into it. But mm-hmm. I want to introduce the flip phones. I'm yeah. freaking excited yeah. for DC. <laughs> yeah, flip Like I was saying earlier, so this, so it's Ryan and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Can I give your last names? Sure. Go ahead. Ryan Cobb. Okay. And Lindsay Ray. I love it. Good names too. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was also I was, I was geeking on your your name at the at the porch fest show, the flip phones. Where did the flip phones come from? You want to take that one? You got the story. <laughs> um, so. We both have smartphones now. Let me start with that. But when we were recording our first album, Better in the Dark, uh-huh. we were uh, we recorded it. We still had flip phones, so we would go into the studio every week and pull out our flip phones, and our producers kind of like laughing at us all the time, like, "What are you guys doing with the T9 texting and everything?" Yeah, and right, like, right. It's like you should call your band the Flip Phones, and we had previously called ourselves the GLEs, mm-hmm. and we kind of felt like it was time for a rebranding anyway. Yeah. So we kind of just jumped all in. Um, I know it's kind of sad that we don't have flip phones now. I feel like we're we're not repping the brand, but uh, uh, yeah, we we held out until 2019 before For we got real? smartphones. Oh, I think it was like yeah. August 2019 yeah. or something, because we we basically finished all the recording phase of the album by July 2019, and yeah. it was mixing and mastering after that. Um, so the whole like recording, we we would show up and be you know texting on the flip phone. Yeah, you know, a part of it was. Um, 
I guess those flip phones too are old razors that worked on like 3G or yeah. 2G networks and you know they start the, the, the service was degrading yeah. and and you know I think a couple of times you got lost and you were like I could really yeah, benefit from some maps like, a map would be good yeah right <laughs> totally um, so but yeah I mean I think we we stuck with the flip phones and it kind of resonates with us because we're you know it's kind of like retro is cool yes. and like the kids are getting flip phones again now I know I was right? just gonna the say it's like right so I know, totally I feel like there's still there's something like a, a little bit like a luddite and mm-hmm. you know a little bit like retro is kind of cool and i don't know so I, yeah yeah i it dig it fits. i dig it how long have you guys when you all y'all were playing as gle's back around 2019 how long have y'all been playing music together when, when so you moved out here 2004 ryan mm-hmm. Lindsay, when did you move up to this area? In 2005, not too long after. Oh, okay. And did yeah. y'all know each other before that or no? No, no we met in 2007 uh, through a mutual friend and then... Um, who's actually a musician. Who's a musician yeah. and who married us. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> he was the officiant at our wedding. He played bass in um, a band I used to play in. Okay. And that Lindsay played in at one point, too. Oh, cool. Um, North of Canada. But basically... Say it again? Uh, North of Canada. North of Canada. Yeah, okay. it was basically a band I had with some childhood friends from Philly, and we uh-huh. kind of brought it to D.C. Yes. And a lot of ro- member rotation, but me and a good friend kind of kept it going for a long time. And, and we drafted Lindsay in at some point to play keyboards in the studio, and then we were playing a, a house show, and we wanted to play a couple songs that had, like, flute and keyboards. And so yeah. that, after that, you, you were sort of, like, a partial member of the band. You at least played, on, you know, most of the shows. So, yeah, so we started playing music together probably around 2008 or 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just kind of informally. Yeah. And then the North of Canada stuff and then kind of split off and started doing our own thing. That's cool. Coming yeah. up with our own sound. So we, pro- we would probably play, before this past year, like, couple shows a year right yeah. play a porch fest or play like yeah. you know something we play galaxy hut yes um, that's the best the two of us and yeah we we were kind of we wanted to have something recorded to really like focus us for going out there uh-huh um and we uh we had actually started our first album way back in 2009 was the first recording session for it so i had gone into the studio with a friend put down a bunch of tracks like just acoustic guitar i was like you know the other bands that were going to use them and then Lindsay, kind of Lindsay came in and helped kind of improve them and yeah we were working on them together but then he actually he went to uh like a master's program and left the town yep. in 2010 so for for like nine ten years we just sat yes. on these files and then in 2019 we're like we got to do this so we met up with dave mallon who we recorded our finished our first album with and finish off four of the songs and you know brought in a couple new ones as well as yeah part of that. and then now I've started getting really prolific on the scene playing out all the time now that's like, all right I feel like <laughs> yeah. I love it I love it yeah it's all right Lindsay <laughs> well yeah yeah I mean you know we released our album in December after a long wait uh-huh yeah interrupted by COVID and all, and all that, that fun we'll stuff forward. but um yeah Ryan's done a really good job about making a push to get some you know, visibility and shows yeah. to, to promote the release of the album. Yeah, you know, we, you know, you need momentum, right? You can't just put it out there and no one will hear it. And there's, you know, the nice thing about playing out is every show we're meeting and making interesting connections, right? We yeah. played Songbird with you and mm-hmm. Dave Mann and Nyan and mm-hmm. a lot of that team, you know, the whole No One's Fear and um, mm-hmm. Nyan team. And 
you know, we, we've made a lot of cool connections. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that show, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Then we played Porch Fest together not uh-huh. too long ago. Which was Kismet. That was so there funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, even actually we just played this past Friday and it was a show that Dave Mann Oh yeah, that's play. right, the Brassy show yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, again, if we hadn't played that Songbird show But, yeah, just trying to get out there and, and make some headway um, You know, we had been sitting on the album we, were, we actually finished mastering it in February 2020 And COVID hit, right? We were thinking like, okay, well, let's, we'll start going to some open mics And yeah. play a couple shows, and then we'll figure out how to release it and then COVID hit and we it sort of took the wind out of our sails. Yeah. We were trying to do some stuff online, you know. Uh-huh. I think we did a virtual porch and we did a couple like Instagram lives, but it, right. it, it, we weren't really sure what to do. So that's why we ended up sitting on it for a couple more years. Totally. But this is good that, I mean, like, it feels like everyone's so hungry right now. Mm-hmm. And like to be getting out and to see new music, make new music, like... There seems to be such a just, uh, it's it's not a glut in any bad sense of like that, you know, like, but like uh, just so much great content of people coming together, putting stuff out, connecting. It's really cool. And I felt that the same thing with this. I was like, you know what, let me start, you know, just playing out and seeing people that I meet and invite mm-hmm. them out. You know, I've got other friends that I've invited to come to this thing, but it was just like, you know, I w- especially I wanted to make it, you know, with the DMV in mind because there's such cool music. There's always been cool music yeah. out here, you know? Yeah. And people always talk about DC as like the 90, 80s and 90s and, you know, right, they right. kind of... But there's always been really cool stuff out here. Like, and you guys have been doing, you've been in the scene since you got here too, since, you know, 20 plus years, almost 20 years now, right? Yeah, 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 20 years, yeah. Yeah, lots of really good local bands. And I think, um, yeah, to your point, right? I think people know, think of DC music, they probably think of some very specific things. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. Go-Go, Discord, things like that. But, you know, I think, at least through the aughts and 2010s and everything and, and even now I think you got a pretty broad proliferation of styles yeah. and musicians doing some cool stuff and maybe D, I don't know maybe the scene doesn't get the national attention or something yeah. but you know it seems like there are musicians making it through but um, you know it's a pretty pretty positive place to get out and play and totally there's so many there's so many cool people and you know it is a transient type of cities like you know as communities go um but with that also brings really cool musicians musical styles perspectives mm-hmm. um so you've been playing guitar is that your that's your principal instrument yeah so on our well live i just play purely acoustic guitar but uh-huh. on the recordings i play acoustic electric like uh-huh. any string kind of yeah. you know, bass guitar I, I play all that kind of stuff yeah um i'm not the greatest guitarist you know i, I kind of lean on Lindsay to bring the virtuosity to our music um whatever but i try to <laughs> <laughs> but you know i try to i, I think i'm functional you're the you're the backbone right <laughs> of all our songs. Well, you drop out. You've got yeah, you can come in and yeah, out, but yeah. you're running the you're running that like the yeah. chords and the at melody least, at least kind live, of pushing. I got to hold the Absolutely. you got to keep the tempo rolling. Yeah. Pretty much all of our songs if it's just the two of us, the acoustic guitar is kind of chugging yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. I do I do have a little bit I do let loose a little bit more in the studio, but we do try to 
rather than being like too much of a guitar band, we do try to like lean into some of the instruments Lindsay brings to bear, like the melodica and the flute and stuff. Um, although we're, you know we're recording a new album now, and cool. I did I did get a new toy, the Ebo, and oh yeah, we, I was I did get a, I, I kind of lost control on a recent song. <laughs> no, and it, just, it sounds good. It sounds good. You know, Lindsay wait. and the producer are like, all right, do it again and get crazier, right? <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I don't know, I want it to be a support instrument, you know? And they're like, no, no, just go for it. <laughs> I love it. Now it's a solo. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I love yeah. yeah Ebo is fun. Now Lindsay, you do flute, melodica, keyboard. Yep, and then uh, you know, occasionally some the, percussive the, items. Yeah, okay. Like a tambourine or a maraca or something. Yeah. Um, it's always fun when we do play with drums. Uh, that's you know, if it's just kind of an acoustic thing, we don't. But um, I think both of us benefit when we play with the drummer because we can kind of relax a little bit. True. And, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Let the drums carry the rhythm and and uh, and really have fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What's your guys' like musical backgrounds and cultures? What's your what about you, Lindsay? Um, I grew up playing piano, like classical piano, um, yeah. and then joined the band in middle school and played flute, and then later piccolo in the marching band, and did all the really structured symphonic band and concert yeah. band stuff, and um, really enjoyed all of that. And I think I I've really benefited from like being part of you know. The, the musical collaborations that we've had because it's kind of, you know, re-taught me how to think about supplementing a song and playing chords or melodies and not, like, playing some intense classical melody sure. um, and really how to, like, fit in with other people in the band. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I definitely had, like, big gaps in my rock music knowledge and Ryan's helped to fill those in. <laughs> um, but that's kind of my, my musical background, at least. That's cool. And did you, as having that classical background, when you're improvising, writing melodies, is that something that you felt like you had to sort of work towards or that came more naturally to you? Because that can kind of go different ways for people. Work toward the the, the more improv. No, from like being a classical reader. Like, did you feel like you were when you get into the studio, or you you're just jamming with Ryan? Are you improvising and just making stuff up, and you feel comfortable in that world, or do you prefer kind of sitting down, like, okay, I've got something in front of me? Like, that's yeah, it's yeah. a good question. I do like the structure of having notes or music or something in front of me and that was a big learning period where yeah. you know, kind of drop that and maybe improvise a little bit more and I still have I didn't bring it with me today but I still have like a notebook where I have noted made notes about different songs and what, how to play different parts yeah um, I feel like it's just like a comfort level where I can kind of turn back to that and yeah even if it's not literal sheet music it's something to refer to yeah um you know, I wasn't used to the whole, like, oh, let's just, like, play guitar in the bedroom or whatever. I was always, like, sitting at a proper piano playing. <laughs> exactly, right, like, yeah, with the, with the sheet music yeah, in front of you. And, yeah, right, yeah. Right. So it's like when Ryan's just like, oh, riff on this, this a, it's an A-flat minor. I'm like, okay, well, let me think about that. Let me kind of, like, uh-huh. write out the scale in my head and uh-huh. stuff. So, That's um, cool, though. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've gotten a little bit better at it. And, you know, as we practiced and played out a little bit more, ended up memorizing a lot of the songs, mm-hmm. and that gives me more... Comfort, totally. comfort level and everything, yes. but yeah, I do like to fall back on some some written notation. Yeah, I understand that feeling. Just I have something to like. Okay, yeah. I look over and yeah, I have a yeah. visual stimulus that I can rely exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. when you like are thinking about lyrics, maybe, and then you're like, what what key are we in? What, yeah. What are we playing? Yeah. yeah. Now you, you sounds like you have some music theory background too. 
Not really. Um, uh, you know, when I was a little kid, I took piano lessons for a few months. Yeah. It was terrible and uh-huh. quit. Right? It was easy. I wanted to play sports or whatever instead. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love music and maybe when I was like 14 or so, got an electric guitar. Uh-huh. Um, Actually, you know, an old, a couple of friends of mine, I, we had a band before we could play our instruments, right? We were like going in the basement right. and yeah. bash away. Um, but yeah, how I learned how to play music was really I had a couple Beatles chord books, and I loved the Beatles, and yes. would just sit in my bedroom and just try to strum along chords with it, right? Yeah. You know, um, and then eventually got a little bit better, you know, a huge fan of this band Blur uh-huh. and they uh, they used to write the chords in some of their liner notes uh-huh. for some of their albums yes like, um, which is a cool idea <laughs> yeah so you could like sort of yeah. play along a little That's bit smart. and then figure and then you know over time I got a little better I took lessons a uh-huh. couple times maybe for like six months a pop you know here and there you know kind of learned a few tricks yeah. there but mostly just <clears throat> self-taught yeah let me just um, interject ryan said he's a casual or he says he's a casual oh i like blur he's a blur super fan I yeah and like really nerds out yeah he like really nerds out on a lot of graham coxon's guitar oh nice yeah yes. and everything and so i feel like you know like you don't need to be embarrassed about the nerding no. out because it actually brings a lot to our music because it's like yeah you know, he's like so familiar with certain things he's like let me try this progression here and see how it works so, i love yeah. that that's cool fan. yeah i'm I, see i'm big in that like you know like having that inspirational source to kind of draw from and also just that's your if that's your base you know like you yeah know, you kind of grow from, like we said earlier you grow from it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah totally yeah but cool. it's definitely it's definitely a, tr- a collaboration right so like um yeah i might be good with like pulling chords and organizing like the song structure, structure but Lindsay keeps us honest on melodies right yes. she's got a real good ear for melody and she's quick to point out that's way too monotone right yeah. you know yeah. you know, you start strumming along and you start singing and she's that's too monotone we gotta write a better melody yeah not catchy right yeah and then she's also um a writer so she, she pushes us pretty hard on lyrics how cool um and, and actually some the first album not maybe as much but a couple songs but on the second album a lot of songs like you know she's kind of written up you know pretty extensive lyrics we've even written some songs now where she's brought home this is like a few jobs ago i guess but you would come home with like hey i read this article about something that was really interesting i just wrote a full set of lyrics let's set it to music which is kind of the opposite way of how we did it before right where it would be like oh this is a cool chord structure or a cool melody and then build it you know come up with the lyrics totally so we've been totally. kind of writing a bunch of different ways too and that's cool. cool so you're like really processing your work through that that medium yeah and yeah. then bringing it to the table and then it's you're processing it further and growing it and taking it in i was uh, really interesting you the one of the things that struck out to me when i when i saw you guys at that at the songbird mm-hmm show and listening to some of your stuff after that like the the lyrics really do they're very it's very evocative there's a lot of imagery um there 
it brings me to a lot of different places. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that you guys say that you say that that there's that interplay that's kind of coming in from different places in your lives. That's yeah. cool. Sometimes it works better than others. Sometimes. Oh, of course. Right. Was, there, yeah, was yeah. there any song you were thinking of when you when you? Heard I'm it, just like, like the well, some of the there is the space that sort of interstellar space. A lot of lyrics about that. I know. Album. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, and that's it, that's better off in the dark, right? Yeah, better, better in the, the dark, dark, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many yeah. moons, the first Many song. Many moons. Sips of the sky. And, and those ones moon. really stuck out to me live. Yeah. And my first hearing and first feeling of the songs, like it was was really cool. So it's interesting to hear that about that cool. process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, man. So so first off, I, I guess I'll open the kimono a little bit on some of this so one is I've always written a bunch of songs about space especially when I have nothing better to write <laughs> so in my old band I had a couple songs one was called NASA doesn't know what's up in our sky another one's called the ESA the European uh-huh. Space Agency so it's kind of like a running joke um, but then funnily enough Man Made Moon the lyrics really came from Lindsay yeah um, she had read an interesting article about putting like artificial moons or satellites in the sky uh-huh. to illuminate them at night and uh-huh. illuminate these cities at night and so that kind of inspired that and i think even sips of the sky you it was your idea right yeah, you, you, conceptually a... you were like let's write a song called sips of the sky or something yeah it was it was kind of that was a lyrical collaboration yeah 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 and then when you guys then when you bring those the lyrics in you were saying sometimes it's it's harmonically driven it's chordal and sometimes it might be lyrically driven Mm -hmm. and then you you have the you're more melody kind of centered especially with i mean the melodica it's still a mono instrument right yeah Yeah, Yeah. so flute right or even keyboards you can get a little bit more but how is how do you guys kind of connect that the melodic aspect of putting the words and the chords together in in your own ways. Have you ever thought about it? I guess it depends on the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some of it's just like the magic of making. <laughs> 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 you know, um, so definitely. Uh, sometimes you just start singing, and it's like that's a cool melody, right? You know, you just start singing along with some chords and it works. And yeah. other times you kind of got to work. I know Fly Back to You, you kind of were really working those chords and that melody for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I was working on that one. But uh, yeah, we have a few kind of in the works now that we're not even doing for our second album that are yeah. they're just kind of in various stages of development. And, you know, that can be fun sometimes, but it can also be really frustrating. Like, yeah. Oh, we had these other ones and everything came together really easily. Why can't this happen that way yeah like like man-made moon came together so quickly right Lindsay brought home the lyrics and she said here there's a song that i that i kind of like think about the way to sing it like the first lines like illuminate illuminate and there's a song like oscillate and um by gorillas and she's like i'm kind of feeling that so i just played four chords and i was like kind of like this and and it just worked and that was that right yes it's like it, it, my memory is it was like five minutes to write it, the song. It was, it was, was probably longer point, than yeah. that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah, other songs, right? Um, on the, I think on the album, a song like "Everything's Gonna Be Alright" or "When the Lights Go Low." I mean, the music goes back long, long time. Then it was like getting a melody that really worked, and then writing the word like "When the Lights Go Low." Um, Dave Mann really likes that melody, uh, Lindsay, and Lindsay wrote it. Um, but we had the, I had the chords for forever, and I was this is like a cool song. But, yeah. but you know, you made the point the melody is just a little too monotone. Let's make it more interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we have another one that we've kind of put aside now to kind of revisit the melody. So, which one's the K- that? K2s. Oh yeah, yeah K2s. Yeah. I was yeah. going to ask with the new songs for the new album, are, are those those are you're still working on some of those or is that mostly in the bag? So we went we recorded like rough tracks for seven songs uh-huh. again and and we just did another song in the in the AU studio just as like a working with some students there. Yeah. I guess we have eight that are kind of in process. Yeah. Um I would say like four or five of them are like We've probably got it like mostly figured out, cool. and then a couple of them are more like we. I think we kind of thought by bringing them into the studio, it'll force us to finish them. Yeah, or, or exactly. the producers could help us. That um, always, yeah. It's good to have a deadline. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally <laughs> yeah, agree yeah. with that. I mean, that's kind of partly with the growing things yeah. too. Like yeah, you need to have a, like, yeah, you right. need to nurture you these songs. It's, this is yeah. yeah, this is the time to get things in the ground. Right, you know. Right. So um, let's go ahead. Speaking of, I'll do a quick little try to turn it around what are the what's the flip phones uh what are you guys growing this season speaking of what are you guys in the garden what do you have in the in the pots so um interesting question right because we we actually now are out of the community garden scene and are in the backyard garden yes we have a yard now um but we didn't grow anything last year or the year before because the house we bought had invasive bamboo Ah, everywhere in the backyard in the neighbor's yard it it was like coming up under the deck coming up um you could just see like bamboo everywhere so uh after a lot of what what do we do with it we ended up having to basically excavate the whole backyard (laughs) so so last year this you know this guy was like look the only way to get rid of this is i'm gonna have to dig up your whole yard and where the bamboo's really thick, I'm gonna have to go down several feet, take all the dirt out. It, it is not fun, right? Incinerate it, bring in new dirt, start from scratch, right? And so last year we had to let it lie fallow, I guess, yep. mm-hmm. um, to see if any bamboo came back. And, and, it, <laughs> and it seemed to work, right? We, it, almost nothing. We saw just like one shooter this year so far. Um, so actually today we were just over, so we were kind of behind on like yeah. doing from seed. Yeah. So we kind of shortcutted. Yeah. And we, we bought some plants at the local hardware store, no farmer's shame market. In the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we just planted. Sorry, I'm doing all the talking on this. No, no, that's uh, okay. We just you planted. Did, you did miss the, or you did all the planting today too. <laughs> we, well, you, you were right there with me helping there like organize it. So, <laughs> you know, right around our, we have a lot of backyard to work with still, yeah, but okay. we started small and we planted uh, peppers bell peppers specifically like yellow orange and red um a couple few different types of tomatoes right kind of classic garden stuff uh i think it was a cherry a yellow tomato an aroma and then um then we planted some stuff to go with it you know like put some basil in lemon balm lavender like some herbs kind of around it yeah and um you know, I didn't get them in the ground before we came here. I'll do it tomorrow, but we got some collard greens. Nice. Um, I hope we're not too late for that in the season. Uh, you might, yeah. I mean, it's a little, yeah, we'll we see. Yeah, it's, it's a little warm. It's yeah. been warm, but maybe I mean, if still, you, maybe if you shade them, keep oh, them shaded, yeah. Yeah, they might help a bit. Yeah, they'll be shaded part of the day, the yeah. way and even where just, we're yeah. going to yeah. plant them. I just really like eating them, so I, <laughs> I hope they work out. <laughs> but you can even do, like, little baby collards is good, right? Oh, yeah, right? that's true. Clip them yeah. on their own Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, so we're, yeah, so we're yeah. starting small right now. Can I, we got that. We're getting this in the ground, and then, you know, we'll kind of go from there. That's got awesome. a couple flowers. 
Oh yeah, we'll put Exciting. a lot of gotta, gotta get the pollinators out. Precisely, <laughs> I know. That's my big favorite thing. I love to. I mean, I'm, this is very pathetic right now. I've got my yeah. well, yeah, zucchini but, or squash. Yeah, some squash yeah. and then some pole beans. Okay. okay, yeah, you got the trellis all ready to go. It's for getting those. ready. Yeah. yeah, it's getting. What's that ready. up there? Is that like? Um, there's an elm that I that, that I found, and then a red bud that I oh, saved wow. from our front yard that wasn't working out. So I oh. pulled it out and said, "Hopefully you'll you'll nurse here and try to see yeah, what I can not? keep them cool. kind of bonsai a little bit, not yeah. big time, but yeah. you know." Okay. Um, but we'll see. I mean, eventually I've got some. I had that that thing over there was this little experimental Hugel culture raised bed that I made. Mm. Okay. Um, and that you can see like all the wood things and stuff like that's from the that's the base of it so i finished building that put that back in i had that spinach and garlic growing in it all winter oh nice um i don't know exactly and now i'm just like i'll I'll, see the garlic is actually going to be okay it looks like it might even be doing doing better in that little section right now altogether yeah as it's kind of finishing off its season but um, but yeah, so once I get that going, just start filling things in. Nice. But yeah, it's so much fun. I love to have flowers, any kind of flowers interspersed throughout. Yeah, and just, yeah. you know, not worry too much about root competition. Just have pollinators going at yeah, all times, yeah. you know. Yeah, you we, start from seed on some of your stuff? As or? much as I can, yeah. but not, you know, like in some, a situation like this, I was like, I don't know if I'm yeah. going to. So I had some things going... I had the like these guys all started from these started from seed the beans oh, cool. started from seed all of that stuff actually over there started from seed and I've got some eggplant that I need to start hardening off to start coming out here awesome. um, but you know I, like I, I'll I mean honestly this week is going to be me stopping by a farmer's market yeah. stopping by the yeah. this stopping yeah. by the that like picking up a, you know okay I got that so okay you know, because you just want to get things in the ground at this point right, and make right. sure. So, I, you know, I can't be too intense about it. Yeah, but when yeah. I can, yes, I love to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely fun. And, and you got to start early for some of them, right? Yeah. And, and have, like, the right setup and stuff mm-hmm. and do it indoors. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's why you should, like, let other people do it for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And then, like, I, don't, I always get disappointed if you start tomatoes from seed and then they get all leggy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, totally. <laughs> I know. And I feel like I've wasted time. The thing is, too, is that out here, a lot of times people people are very generous. Like, oh, oh yeah. I got a That's cutting, awesome. or hey, hey, take this. Or, yeah. yeah. They'll, like, as you come in, there'll be, like, a bunch of just, you know, stuff is out there and ready to go. Yeah. People, you can just take, just take, just take and That's, put a plan. That's so. awesome. Yeah. That happened, I think, yeah. our first year when we were in Capitol Hill. You know, a neighbor would be like, hey, here's some arugula. And we'd plan, plan a little bit, and all of a sudden it'd be everywhere. Right. And you'd be like, oh, wow. Exactly. <laughs> Did we even like arugula? <laughs> but, you know, it's good on a pizza. <laughs> well, right? we're going to eat it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> well, we had, yeah, but it, it it's a lot really of, well. Yeah, and it's, it's always interesting, right? Like, you know, you, you're like, oh, I'll try chard, and then all of a sudden it blows up, and you have, you're coming home with buckets of chard every yes. day. And, yes, Um you know, one that we've struggled with is kale because of those moths, mm-hmm. the aphids or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't plant that here this year, but we like kale quite a bit. But, you know, that's why we went with collards instead. I don't know if they have the same problem or not. I guess we'll find out. But, uh, you shall, yes. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of that is, too, is getting 
the right kind of insects out too you know because mm-hmm. if you get a lot of ladybugs you That's get true. plants that attract yeah. ladybugs they'll eat those aphids and oh yeah things like that you know so that's 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 fun and always like being able to ask like all these gardeners out here are so knowledgeable some of those people have probably been here for a long time oh They're, decades so this is a huge yeah, like area here, they've got yeah. all these nice raised beds they've got all yeah organized. yeah they got some marigolds they got the flowers working in ready to go i know yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's cool, you know, like just whatever you can do, you can do. And yeah, just the, yeah. you know, it's like crazy that you had to go to those those lengths to get rid of. It's like a cancer, like yeah. that you're like looking back and like going like, oh god, it's a there's a sprout of bamboo. Is it? Yeah. We it, need to get this. We need to get this checked. Like yeah. that's real. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I mean, bamboo is like. So first off, you know, it's great, right, for privacy, and it sure. looks nice when it's in full effect, but um, I guess there are two different kinds. You know, I didn't know this, obviously, before we had it, but there's running and there's clumping or something, and we had the running kind, which means that it, its roots will just, like, spread, like, several feet per right. season, right. and then shoot up, and then spread more, and, you know, so there's this, and it's really hard, it's impossible to contain it, right? It was... It was everywhere. You'd think you'd be like, oh, here's a nice little dirt patch. Uh-huh. I could plant something. And you go to start digging, and it would be all, like, bamboo rhizomes and roots underneath. That's crazy. Um, You're crazy and, and with the, the way that they, they spread. It's wild, man. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool, though. It's and, annoying, but it's yeah, really cool. Yeah, and it's, un- it's unfortunate because I guess people, you know, plant it for a variety of reasons. And it probably been there for 30-plus years. So it was just... Um, we kind of knew it could be a problem when we bought the place, but mm-hmm. you know, I think it wasn't until we really dug into it. We were like, oh, <laughs> well, it's funny on on freecycle.org, plug for freecycle.org. Yeah, um, that there's every season there's a somebody's posting free bamboo oh, and it's gosh. in all caps and they have this whole long this whole long thing about like yeah. you gotta come out you're gonna have to cut it yourself there's tons of it and it's every year and you can tell they are like done with this bamboo yeah. but they're just gonna like get cut it down every year and That's just funny. get you know and make the community deal with it right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny but it's a big it's a, it is a big issue especially out in, in the DMV area yeah. Maryland in, in uh, Northern Virginia is really intense. Yeah. really does take over. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be good to have the opportunity to get some more native stuff growing. In yeah, that's yeah, the nice exactly. thing. Yeah, exactly. We right. have the native yeah. plant book. We got a copy of it from some of the yeah. master gardeners. And so, you know, we're kind of flipping through and we're like, we need to, we haven't like figured out which ones we want to get and where we want to put them, but that's mm-hmm. kind of the idea is plant as much of the natives as we can. And, right. Um, you know, hopefully that'll bring, you know, <clears throat> we got into birding a lot during the cool. pandemic. yeah. And when I say we're into birding, like, we're not professional birders, but we appreciate seeing cool birds, right? And there's and, a lot uh, out here. <clears throat> you know, so I always say to Lindsay, one of my big uh, aspirations for our yard is I want, like, regular visits from a goldfinch. So I we, we did, she we're did, moving in the right direction, though. Yeah, because we did see a gold, or I saw a goldfinch. You did uh, see one a couple weeks ago. That's cool. I know they come, they'll fly around here sometimes, awesome. and it's like you feel like you're in like some tropical paradise yeah. all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Whoa, look at that! It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We actually did write, uh, or I wrote a goldfinch into a, one of our songs. That's right, one of our new so, songs because yeah. we were like pro goldfinch, but. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's because it's one of the most colorful birds you'll Gorgeous. see in the, yeah. in the verbs, right? Yes. You know? Yeah, exactly, um, right. 
And so, you know, right now our yard doesn't really have enough like native flowering plants and stuff in it and yet. Trees. Yeah. Tree. You know, we, we need to, you know, we, we, when we took the bamboo out, it, the bamboo was choking off this tree in our property too. And to dig the bamboo out, they had to take the tree uh, out. So. Kind of half dead. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So, so we definitely want to get like some trees in our backyard too. It's obviously a huge problem in Arlington is, uh, people just you know build bigger and bigger houses and take out trees i know um, unfortunately yeah it's real yeah and then just or just put then grass down yeah <laughs> yeah it's like oh come on give that's us sort of that's sort of what our yard is now and we're, we're slowly going to take the grass out yeah but that was just to hold it no of course year. yeah but, um, but you yeah, need to exactly. in your situation like, but that's it's like a big someone said actually your little home looks great and i was like it looks kind of boring <laughs> yeah, yeah it, is, yeah, it right. is boring for right. sure i want to get yeah. some you know yeah. grass isn't really ecologically uh vibrant right? uh, yeah. yeah it does the job but yeah, I'm ready for some trees too. But yeah, Lindsay, this year we'll settle for our. Lindsay's our a little tree lover, and it always yeah. it always hurts her. Uh, I know when I, I see another off. tree taken out. I know. I feel I the same it. way. Yeah. I know. I always. Oh my god. No. Yeah. Ah. Well, hopefully you guys will get it going soon. Was this set up here before, or did you specifically put this here for the podcast? The stage, yeah. Oh, I built it, man. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I, I built it in the original one. It was like just in this. I don't know. I was in a fugue state, and, and I had <laughs> so I had all these pallets around, and I was like, "What if I make a stage?" And I just put them down and set it up, and started leveling it. And then I was like, "Oh!" And I found some other some things, other things, pieces of wood on the side of the road, and. I like you so know, it was like DIY oh these, it's the whole thing everything yeah, you hear cool. see here is found on the side of the road or brought from awesome. yeah I just, or free cycle like I say yeah that's awesome and then so then I just literally started was like kind of just created the stage and I was like I you know what'd be cool a little astroturf so I went went to the store <laughs> and I was like hey you guys have some astroturf and they handed me a picture of JK Rowling in a spacesuit. and I said this isn't what I want uh, it's a bad joke <laughs> <laughs> took me a second to get the joke <laughs> but it was really funny <laughs> and then that I got good. it on and then I got this stuff for free for free size so, that, so then yeah, you know I, when I had to bring it back bring it down to the new from the old space to this new space I kind of extended it a little bit and nice. built it up and Sorry, I'm just gonna tune the guitar here. Please do. I would not like to hear an out-of-tune guitar. So what's the most? What's the thing that you've grown in your garden that's been the most challenging? Uh, cannabis. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I was expecting you to say, but yeah. Yes. It's really. It's like a weed. It's weed. That was the hardest yeah. shit to grow. Really? It's really difficult. Um, the, I don't know, it really kind of depends on what's going on. Like last year, I was just, I, I couldn't get my squash and pumpkins. They would, I was fighting so much stuff from like brown spot to, you know, mildews. You know, and then sometimes no issue, you know, like it just kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. But, you know, like for the most part, um, yeah, I, I, it's just to me, I just, it's like whatever I'm struggling with is like kind of like based on the conditions of yeah. the soil of whatever weather we get. What, yeah, weather. you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah and some some years, right? Like tomatoes will go gangbusters, or peppers will go gangbusters, and then other years. You remember we we struggled. We thought peppers were like the go-to crop, and then one well, couple. There was like one year where we couldn't get any. I yeah. had the same yeah. thing where it's like, oh yeah, peppers are always prolific, and right, then right. yeah, like for instance, last year, the peppers were like, right, right. Yeah. and yeah. I don't know if maybe it was genetics of just the plants I yeah, had, maybe, yeah. or again maybe it was too soil much yeah. or too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not enough. Two where we were getting peppers. Like October, November, like up to Thanksgiving in the community garden plot oh, in Arlington. Yeah. And it was just like they they did okay, but they were just like so delayed. Yeah. Maybe we were late getting them in. Yeah. Could have been. Ground, I don't know. So. <clears throat> what um, we didn't have a problem with was okra. Oh, that's Our right. Our friend planted okra back in the D.C. Okra Virginia loves it out here. Yeah. Yeah. And it went nuts, and we could not keep up with it. Uh oh. Eating wise, like yeah, you know, yeah. I had to put it with tomatoes and make all kinds of things. And I think we never. Um, we've been in New Orleans a few times and stuff like that, but we're both vegetarian. And we uh, for some reason we never connected with okra. Maybe as like a vegetable. Yeah, it's like how to prepare it. It's yes, you need to. It's a yeah. It's there's a lot to it, but once you get into it, you get into it. Are you an okra fan? I'm an okra fan for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I love Indian food and southern food. Oh yeah, that's true. We didn't try to. We never tried to fry it. Did we? I don't remember what we did with it. Lindsay loves broccoli, but broccoli is really hard to grow around. Yeah, it is not easy at all. I don't. Yeah. Speaking of difficult grow. crops to grow, yeah, yeah. that's a yeah, good yeah. one. That's Actually, a good we tried one. it once, but then I was like, let me just buy it at the store, yeah. or the farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 even the farmer's market <laughs> doesn't have broccoli that much or that frequently because it's yeah. just. I mean, it's like a cool weather crop anyway, right? It, you know, in the summer right, you're not right, going right. to really get it. Right, get yeah, it in like yeah. March or something. Yep. Well, why don't we jump into the music? Okay. Sure. Sounds Sweet. Good. We'll be right back. And we're back. Let's get ready for some tunes. Oh, that bird's like in that little birdhouse, a sparrow. I yeah, I was looking over there because I was hoping maybe it was a bluebird. Oh, I saw some, uh, some bluebirds and cardinals playing earlier. Oh, I was nice. like, oh, cool. We have a bluebird house that Lindsay's dad made for me, I guess, for my birthday or something. I forget exactly. Unfortunately, when he... it doesn't have any. Blue Unfortunately, it's been taken over by the sparrows. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we, yeah, we need we need to. They will do that. Well, yeah. we need to work on our tree game, like we said, and then maybe that'll entice more bluebirds into our yard. Exactly right. <laughs> if you build it. <coughs> Excuse me. So, what do you want us to do? Play for me. Look at me. I'm like that emperor in your garden. Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll start with a song that's not on our first album. This is on our next album. It's awesome. We, we finished recording it. We, we we open almost every show with it, including our Songbird show. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, it's called It's a Sign, and uh, this one actually this is one of those ones where Lindsay wrote all wrote 99 percent of the lyrics before we wrote any music. Um, she came. Well, you want to tell the story? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I like to draw a lot of inspiration from the from articles that I read that are kind of random and mostly kind of human nature centered. So this one was about a uh, real life. It's in a Silver Lake part of L.A. There's a store or not a star- store. Sorry, a doctor's office. It's a podiatrist. And um, there's a sign 
that has like a happy foot on one side and a sad foot on the other. So hopefully if your foot is sad, you'd go to the podiatrist and make your foot happy. But I guess it's such a staple on this one part of the a highway that people it's commute on. like Sunset Boulevard or something. Is it Sunset? Well, anyway, whatever it is, it's, it's highly trafficked. And so people started using it as kind of like a like their horoscope for the day, right? They would look at it and be like, oh, the, the foot is sad today. You know, my day is not going to go so well. Um, or if it was smiling when it flipped that way, they would say, well, you know, it's probably going to be okay today. So this is kind of about like how how your day can, can flip around one way or the other and how you might not know. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. A little superstitious maybe sometimes, but so it's have called, a little fun with it. It's called It's a Sign. and Yeah. Huh? Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, one, two, three, go. Start out today on the right foot. Look to the sky. Fortune's pole is hanging over me. some cicadas out here. 
celestial, celestial, tear rises high. Awesome. Um, well, that's so kind. <laughs> that was, I thought that guy was going to join us for a second. I thought like, yeah. he wanted to. He was like, hold it's on, like, man. I'm going to jam with us, right? <laughs> um, we could play Heartbreaking Right. Oh, yeah. We could do that. This one isn't one of our own, but we ma- kind of made it our own. It's a cover that we do. Cool. Uh, we, we played it at uh, Songbird, and we played it pretty much every show. Um, it fits, the, you know, with the melodica setup yeah. and everything. Yeah, I love the And actually, setup. it has some garden references in the lyrics. Oh, it does. You're right. Apropos. Yeah, yeah. So. It's a, yeah, fun challenge. Um, guess what language it was originally written in. So this is the combination. You, there's, no, there's no way you'll figure it out yeah. unless we tell you. But oh, you no, can, no. Yeah. I love guess. this challenge. It's just something to think about. Okay, right? let me think right. about it. One, two, one, two, three, go. So right, heartbreak. 
German? Close. Um, Swedish. Swedish. That was my next guess. Damn it. Oh, because it was it's all about contain multi containing multiple meanings and feelings at once. Yeah. And those two languages love containing multiple meanings. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. That's really cool. Weeds from your garden a couple times in the song, and we always joke about because I think the like literal translation is like I'll pick the evil flowers in your garden or something which is awesome yeah, he, he, <laughs> he that evil flowers yes. he needs some evil that's flowers. my next band <laughs> that's my next death the metal band maybe the evil flowers <laughs> okay like we've got it flowers take. exactly the logo just builds itself it's <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome oh, very well done very well done Lindsay, when did you get the melodica? When did you start playing with the melodica? Um, so this actually belonged to Ryan, and I don't know, I think Mm. he bought it because he was inspired, again, back to Blur. I was going to say, because Blur kind of getting into the Blur thing, yeah. Yeah. Blurring the lines. So, you know, like Clint Eastwood. Gorillas. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, Bad, and the Queen uses it sometimes, too, right? A gang of four, I think of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and there was, you know, the Blur song, Girls and Boys, has, like, some gang of four guitar in it. Yeah, totally. I love that tone, and I don't hear melodica enough in my life. I love that tone. Um, You play it so well, too. it's kind of fun. Like, it's a, you know, I started out playing keyboard on everything and didn't touch this, and I think one day we were, um, 
we were playing a, a show in Adams Morgan and it was like you know we didn't have a lot of space or a lot of time to set up and Ryan's like why don't you just bring the melodica so then I played that only and after that I kind of tried to it's add a, little parts it's so great and it totally like fits your guys vibe it's yeah, so cool it's fun. yeah yeah yeah, I think you started the first song we did on the album, you played the flute on, mm. uh, Glaciers and Rainbows. Mm. And then I think we were doing some other stuff and you mostly played piano. But then when we started doing like Man Made Moon and Fly Back to You, I feel like on both of those songs, you just like threw melodica parts on like yeah, at yeah. the last second. It's a different like, sound. Like, oh, this will yeah. be cool. Play it. And yeah. Bam, it worked. And yeah, it's a sign and some of our new stuff, it's pretty heavily on. Um, yeah. yeah, but like you said, it's become kind of like unique to our sound. Yeah. What's your guys' favorite song to play right now, lately? Of ours? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. What, do you, what would you say to that? Um, I always like playing It's a Sign that we just did earlier. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a happy song. Yeah. Um, maybe Fly Back to You is fun, too. I like playing Fly Back to You. Um, that's it's the a song one, about a bird. That's the one song that's not guitar-driven. It's piano-driven. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, <clears throat> in the studio... I didn't even know this, but we I guess we used drum loops on it. Uh-huh. And uh, we were playing it live with a drummer friend of mine. And he's like, yeah, you know there's like a loop in this song. Can you get it for me? And I was like, uh, okay, sure, I'll get it for you. Because <laughs> we don't do any of the drumming in the studio. And um, we played it live, and we were having so much fun with the loops. We, we opened with it. And kinda, That's cool. That was cool. But we've only done that a couple times uh, like that. Okay, we'll do another cover. Uh, do it. The good, the bad. This is a good, the get bad, the Queen songs. You know, we mentioned Lindsay mentioned I like Blur, so Damon Albarn. Yes. Gorillas. Yes. Another one of his bands. It's good, the bad, and the Queen. This is on their album Maryland. Cool. Um, it's called Drifters and Trawlers. I've done enough today. Rise and fall 
visit. I know, with the, yeah, for the Jets. All right, you want to do Polaris? Can we call it it? Yeah, yeah sure. Let's we do it. Jump into it. Great. Yeah, we always end with this song because it's our most upbeat and rocking. Cool. I like it, the private concert, right? Yeah. I, dude, that's the other thing I'm like. You know, if anyone wants to come, you can come. I got some people coming out, but uh, yeah. you know, yeah, no, it's a great little, it's a great little yeah, idea, it's right? Oasis back here. It's literally just my little like. Yeah, and there's yeah. it was really limited car noise, right? Which is kind of one of the beans of suburban existence. Sometimes. Which is why it kind one of the things that was nice about coming from there because there was tons of road noise yeah dog park noise and basketball noise yeah so now that we're here it's primarily bird noise some tennis noise and the yeah. occasional <laughs> helicopter which is why i have that kind of bat like that plastic thing behind there oh, to yeah. kind of Does it help? um we'll see this is the first recording <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um yeah, I love it. It's like super chill. You know, it's, it, you know, it's very, um, it's like forest bathing, right? You know, you've heard of That's that. That's exactly right? right. It's like forest You're bathing, like precisely. You see the, the trees all around us, pretty much, and the it's birds call. And... Just close your eyes and go away in it. I'll give you guys the code. You guys are welcome back anytime. Uh, nice. Absolutely. Nice. I might have to walk around and look for some inspiration, garden inspiration. There you go. Plenty around. All right, so we'll play Polaris now. So this one's gonna be on our next album too. Awesome. Um, that it's a sign or kind of like forming the basis of it. Uh, I don't think it'll be out until next year. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're, we're slowly but surely working on it. But um, this one, actually, it's really interesting. Damon Albarn has a song called Polaris on a most recent solo album. <laughs> but I don't think this was like explicitly. It's not like the musically they're not related at all. Yeah. Lyrically, it's just. You know, it's kind of like keeps with the star theme of the right. first album. Right, I love it. Um, cool.
people find the flip phones so we have a website www.theflipphones.com but you can most often find us on instagram at the flip phones awesome uh, we're on facebook it, we're the flip phones band there for some reason but our website kind of links you to everywhere you need to go you can get to Bandcamp, spotify apple music whatever and as well as all our socials Awesome, and so we'll be keeping our eyes out for the new one. And the uh, the first album is "Better in the Dark" by the Flip Phones, and we're going to be keeping our eyes out there because you guys are on stages all over the area and soon to be all over the world and eventually all over the galaxy with yes. the trajectory you guys have been on. So thank you guys for coming out. I appreciate y'all for coming to the garden and growing with me. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for letting us tend to the garden a little bit. Yes, indeed. A lot of fun. Sowing seeds. Thanks a lot, you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Be sure to follow the Flip Phones on Instagram and Facebook to find out when they're going to be playing live near your garden. And if you're so inclined, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your app of choice and follow me on Instagram at Live from the Avant Garden to get episode details, updates, and more. Until the next time, happy gardening.